Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Podcast lovers, how the fuck are you, friends? Welcome to the show. This is episode two of the Den Debates. We had a few technical difficulties last night. If you watched on YouTube, thanks for watching. If you're listening again, why are you putting yourself through this pain? Now, I'm only joking. It is a good show. We got going at the third time of asking, and I've cut all the uh, early stuff out anyway. So if I understand anything, you probably would have never known. It was Pete O'Mara, Kieran O'Mara, and Danny Curtis on again from last week, although we lost... Danny at times, we lost Pete at times, but we got there in the end. It's a good show, just discussing the ins and outs of in and around the den over this past week. Enjoy. Okay, live stream. Third time I'm asking, this is the last attempt. The den debates. We started out in Zahor. We brushed over that. Now let's move straight on to this thing today where Alex Moat, Millwall bid allegedly one million plus for Moat and... Looking good for a bit. I took notice of it because uh, Jake Sanders retweeted it. And then within an hour, South London Press, London News Online, call him what you like. Richard Cowley squashed it. Now, was this a serious bid, first off? Why can't we get these sort of players that we want to get, second off? And is this a massive dagger in the heart to, to Gary Rowett? Dan, let's start with you. Um. I don't know. It's like, are we, as you say, are we making these offers? Um, I said in the group chat at the end of last season about gaining the get because he was on. He would have been on a free trans- transfer at the end of the season last year. Uh, Barnes is giving him a one-year extension, and again, he's going to be on a free transfer at the end of this season. And I think that's the reason behind we ain't going to get him because he's looking to get big wages at the end of the season to go on a free. Yeah, Kia. Like Dan said, it's um, it's whether we we are actually making these bids for these players. But I think to get linked with the sort of players like Alex Moat, because I think Alex Moat is a very very good player. Um, I've rated him for a long time. Um, even from when he was back at Leeds, he spent a season Oxford on loan um, three or four seasons ago. And uh, like I said, I think he's just a real gem. He's like, is it kind of makes me think why would Barnsley run up his contract? But I think. If we're getting linked with players, they're the right type of players. And that's what I think, that's the only bit of encouragement I can take from it. I think if we're getting linked with like them sort of players, they're the sort of players that we actually need. Um, 
But like I said, I mean, surely we, you know, we're going out with intent. We're not just going out there and trying to get players on loan. We're actually trying to go out there and spend a bit of money and actually and try and go for it. So obviously that, that that's quite encouraging to be fair. Yeah, people say in the comments though we don't really bid for these players, like the Mahoney thing. But, uh, sorry, not Mahoney, Malumbi. It's just not my night tonight, Pete. Jason Malumbi, we allegedly put in a big bid for him, couldn't get him. Now we've allegedly put in a big bit for Mowat, can't, can't get him. Why do you think these players don't want to come to Millwall, Pete? Do you think it's the club? Do you think you know we're not competing wages-wise? Um, no, I don't think it's anything to, to do with that, Dan. I just think it's a, it's a Millwall thing, isn't it? It's, how many times do we get linked with players and they sign for some other club? Yeah, it's like it's like you know the Malumbi last last week when you was doing the old show that he signed for Preston. This guy, no, well tonight you watch about ten o'clock tonight. It'll come on that he signed for Sheffield United or something like that. So we get linked with his player, but we actually never ever finalise the deal. We never do. Um, and I think, well, I, I thought up to like you know the Preston game that Millwall's a massive attraction because. You know, we, we're centre of London and we need London Bridge. Um, we, we, we was a team on the up. And for some reason at the moment, we've come off the... Well, we know why, because there's no effort, but we've come off the rails a bit, so we're less of an attraction. Why would he want to come to a struggling team, to be honest with you? Um, mm. Why would anyone want to come to us? But let's be honest, anyone would be an improvement in that midfield at the moment, because none of them have got any legs and none of them are doing any running. So I'd have anyone. I'd, I'd have someone from like... League two wants to run for us. You know what I mean? Not like the other two that stay in static there in midfield, but anything's going to be an improvement on the midfield we've got at the moment. Anything. But mm. as we go in Millwall, I think we're uh, a good a good team to sign for. Good attraction. Like, let's say, London team. Yes, we've got we'll to off the rate rounds a little bit. But I'm sure with a bit of, you know, the amendment and the cut of players, we'll, we'll turn it around. I'm sure. Do you think we're going to get these players in though, Dan? Kieran? Certainly hope so. Um, you know, like I said, I think, you, you know, it, it all depends. As well. you know, like I've said, I, seen, I think linking to our group earlier um, about a player like Conor Hooraham, right? And for me, he's like a, a big championship player. He's like a kind of top, top six kind of player. And for me, we can only, like I'm trying to kind of word this, is like we can only attract certain kinds of players because... Them sort of players, the top end players like Conor Purahan, are only ever going to go right to the people, to the teams in the kind of top six in the round. Kind of top six in the round. We need to kind of give something to kind of go right. Okay, we're going to make you. If we want these players so bad, we got to make them our plan A, our plan B, and plan C, and just either go full throttle or not at all. Um, you know, to, like I said, we, we need to be getting linked with. You know, I'm happy with like we got linked with Mike, but like I said, I think you know we we got to be getting like more kind of standout players like that. Mm. Dan, good question. I just thought while Kieran was saying that, we all know we all saying Gary Rowett needs to get this player. Gary Rowett needs to get that player. What type of player do you actually think he's he's going to try and get in? Because I would argue the player we already sort of got there is Ben Thompson. You know, what, what sort of player do you think Rowett's going to be looking for? Do you think he's going to learn from his, in my opinion, Ryan Wood's mistake, or do you think he's going to go down the same route and look for more ball players and tenacious type players? Uh, I, I think we need a midfielder that can do a bit of everything. And that, that's what I think we're lacking more than anything. A midfielder that can do a bit of everything. A box to box, 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 box
Danny, say it wrong with your, with your mic. This ain't happening tonight, boys. Peter? Yeah, yeah I'm all right, Dan. I think you might have... Right. <laughs> I'll tell you what, this show tonight is going about as well as... Um, it's going about as well as Gary Rowett's transfer window. Let's talk <laughs> not so much about transfers. Let's talk, right, about games. Obviously, we've had two games since we've done the first show. Let's get back to um, the two games we've had since then. Let's talk about Bournemouth away, what went so right. And then let's talk about Forest away, what went so wrong. Pete, what went what went right? Let's start with you. What went right at, at um, away to Bournemouth, 1-1? Well, it's like I've always said about that, Jekyll and I think. Which team's going to turn up? Like um, the win at Preston earlier in the season, um, the togetherness of the, the players and all that at that match, right, was sort of semi-match against Bournemouth because there was more effort. And uh, as I read today, what, uh, what I heard Gary Rowe say, more heart, more desire uh, mm. against Bournemouth. And you could see it. You could see the running around. You could see the tracking back. You could see the closing down in that game. Then rolled on to the Forest game. It's a complete opposite. It's like they've had a bad meal the night before or lack of interest. It was complete and utter lack of interest. And when I was watching that game, uh, and don't get me wrong, I've watched a load of championship, and I sit back and watch some of these teams, and I can see the running off the ball, the running into spaces, the desire of some of them players, the running from midfield, the running with the ball from midfield. We offered absolutely nothing. Mm. And the, the team that turned up was just unrecognisable from the team that turned up at Bournemouth. So yeah, the 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 not the forest game, no heart, no desire, no spirit. It's like they just didn't want to know. And so yeah, sorry to pick Zora out, but I thought he was. Uh, well, I'm not sorry to pick him out because he was one of the players that I watched on the TV, and I watched him, and he weren't running around. You know, mm. uh, a lot of them players weren't running. There, there's no running the spaces. No, or well, there was your through ball, but it was just complete check when I performed. But that's what we've had. All, like, all season, and even from Neil, all right, we had that spell when Gary first took over, we was all the players were togetherness and uh, teams that know what they was coming up against with the Gary Rout team then. But now, we, they know exactly what to do. It's to work, right, yeah. They've worked us out. They've worked us out. And, you know, we've got, no, like I said, you know, mix up the player, play them in different positions and move them around a bit. Because then we want to go, oh, he's playing there, he's playing there, stop him, stop him, stop him, job done. But as for, like I say, getting back to two games, the Nottingham Forest game, like the Coventry game, was a shambles, mate. Shambles. The funny thing was, Kieran, as well, it was an unchanged side. It was an unchanged side for the team that drew at Bournemouth and then lost at um, Nottingham Forest. It was like two completely different teams, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, I walked away from watching that game against Bournemouth and I thought, you know what, maybe this could be a little turning point. This could be our little uh, yeah. thing. But do you know what, Dan? I think with Bournemouth, I think, I don't know, I think maybe the way we set up kind of that formation that we always use week in, week out, kind of maybe worked very, very well against that system that Bournemouth was playing because that um, they tried to get us on the counter-attack. They had a lot of pace in their team and maybe that more... You know, we had five at the back line and I think that might have just suited it. But I said, you know, when we started the 11 against, uh, when the start 11 got announced before Forest, and I see five at the back again, I just knew it was going to go, uh, 
it it was just going to go one way because I just think in this chat in this championship, right? And I watched. Um, I think it was Mark Warburton at, uh, at QPR, right? There was a little documentary of him, and he, he's saying that in this league, in this division, you can't go out. And the thing is, well, it's rich coming from them. They've not really been doing well. But I'm saying <laughs> every week they change up their system where they try and do something to counteract the opponent. We're sticking with the same tactic and we're getting bit on the arse for it every single time. He's not looking at something and going, right, this is our weakness. What are our data analyst team doing? What are they doing? They must not be doing anything because it's the same game plan. It's the same formation. It's the same players. Like, you've got to be tweaking these things. You're the manager. You can see these things. We can all see it. You know what I mean? It's the, yeah. You've got to be changing things for every single opponent. Exactly, but I think at the back again, on, when you're play, playing two teams, they're completely two different teams. You've got Bournemouth that are a class out and out attacking team and can rip you apart on your own. So, of course, you're going to play deeper. Yeah. You're going to play deeper and you're showing them a bit more respect because of the quality players they've got. Yeah. Then we played Forest. Let's be honest, they're nothing. They was a yeah. poor team as far as I'm concerned, but we just played a different. We should have played, he should have played a different. Formation that have been more on. The, I know we played three up front, but you know, I just think it's like he, he should have like changed up, added different players for that game, different players, a different thing. Because playing Bournemouth is one thing which we've done well because we know we're going to be up against it. Against playing a, a work like a not as a good a team in Forest and adapting the same sort of tactics to me, that ain't right. This focus, I because I did say both games. This focus, because Colin Moon, by the way, you've donated, Colin, as well. Thank you for your donation to the channel. Um, now, I was guilty of this, okay? I was like, well, you know, it is, it is a brilliant point. It's a brilliant point against a high-flying team. Was it that much of a good point against Wolves? Because after that, they lost at home to Luton. And now, they've lost today, Colin Sellers. I don't know the actual result. Did, you know, did we think... We were expecting to go away. We always expect to go away to the higher teams and do well. Was it that much of a good point against Bournemouth? Or have things been so bad that, that a half-decent performance looked like an unbelievable performance? Yeah, I think that um, we walked away from that with, with a point. Because to be honest, Dan, I feel like we've been that... I feel like you just said, we've been that bad recently that it's kind of... You know, we look... Uh, and I know Bournemouth from the slide, but I think... It was just the you, you, uh, Eureka of just getting a point. You know, we were just very, very happy just to get a point and just to score a goal. And, you know, it, it, like I said, I think it was just more than what it actually was. Like I said, Bournemouth, they looked, they were shocking supposedly against Luton on Saturday and they were shocking mm-hmm. against Derby tonight. So it kind of makes you think like that point that we thought at the time was decent. I don't, I don't really think it means anything now. I just as well, it wasn't just again. Steve Lee's good after yeah. Steve, do you know what? I didn't even see that comment. I didn't even see it, and I knew you always say it, and you're spot on. And Pete, you always say this. It's not even about the result. It's not always about. I'm talking about not uh, the um, Bournemouth game, Pete. It's not always about winning or losing. It's just about playing the mill way and turning up and showing a bit of fight for the shirt, isn't it? Well, listen, I've always said that. I've always, I'll go back to a few years ago when we played um, Leicester in the cup. And I think we lost 5-1, I think, in the end. We got hammered. But we was down to nine men. But let me tell you now, every one of them players played their right out. We got hammered right at the end. But at the end of the day, we clapped them off the pitch. 
because they put in the effort, the heart and desire that we don't ask for much. Do that we? was Birmingham at home. We lost 6 0. I remember that. I no, not that one. No, Kieran. It's Ipswich away. It was Ipswich away. We had two oh, players sent right. off. Oh, yeah, two right. players sent off. That was in the league cup. Yeah, that was in the league cup. Tony Ward was in goal. I remember that night. Yeah, and I think that's the season we went on to win the championship. I'm, I'm sure we did. Yeah, we won a championship yeah, because that brought togetherness with the fans and the players brought it all back again. But this lot at the moment, like that Preston game, when you see all the players come off the, that video they made when they're coming off the pitch, and, that, and I thought that's what we want. We want that effort and then we want that spirit. But it's just gone. It goes mm. overnight. It doesn't. The consistency is just not there. And all we asked for, like I say, um, Bournemouth game, there was effort. You could see it, running, chasing, uh, you know, everything you wanted as a Mill fan. And then to watch the next game against Nottingham Forest, it's like, it was shocking. It's absolutely shocking. Do think just, Joe just made a point in the comments, though, saying that we we went to Bournemouth expecting to be spanked. So that's yes, what maybe kind of... did. We all went to Bournemouth expecting to be spanked, yeah? But at the end of the day, if we'd have showed a bit more um, thing going forward, we could have easily won that game. Because I think they were, like I say, I think you're right, Dan. We hit them on a, on a, I think they were on a bad run there. And I think we just hit them right. But we could have got, we could have took the three points there if we had a bit more. We were lucky, really. We had more chances than them. Don't mm. had a couple of shots on their goal. But yeah, we could have took three points there. And then, like I say, to turn up and put that effort in against Nottingham Forest, it's just the. Uh, it's not good enough, I'm afraid. You're getting paid good wages and it's just one week they want to work and the next week they don't want to work. That's me. I'll be sacked. Yeah, mate. Well, listen, we know how I feel about that. 100% of I feel that Rowett should be, should be gone by now. Um, this inconsistency, interesting one, because not in a forest, as we said, you could sense what was coming at forest. They sat back, they sat back, they sat back and we're just waiting for them to unpick us. When they did unpick us, mate, Kieran, it's a really, really poor performance on it. It was just... You know, like it was. It looked like one team had done their, had done really, had really, really done their homework on us, but we had done our homework on them. Like the one player, and he always manages to do well against us. Sammy Amiobi, right? He, he's just got one foot, right? He's got his left foot, right? And surely, if you're marking him, you want to and row it. Fair enough. He said it in his interview after the game. He said, "I told the players to put him on his weaker foot," but. Ryan Woods has just let him, they've just, the midfield has just let him glide through and just like put him on his stronger foot. And as soon as you do that, it's, it's going to be dangerous. But like I said, it, we was just, it, that, that, that day we was, we was just so, we were so deep. I can't even remember like the time we weren't picking up the ball with any urgency. Like we picked up the ball and then we'd stop and start and kind of go back to square one. I wouldn't get excited when we was on the ball like, ever. There was just, no. it, it was very, very lackluster. The thing is, okay, where you stand, Miss Pete, you know, I I personally blame the manager. Some people say the players. The manager's got a case for the for those two games, four days apart, to pick the same eleven twice and to get such different levels in performance. Do you think it's the players, Pete, or do you think it's the manager? Yeah. I've always said it's the players, Dan. I know a lot of people disagree with me, but I'm sorry. Um the manager can only do do so much, yeah. All right, when Gary mm. Rabbit first came over. There was a new impetus in the team. There was a new let's get going forward. Cooper was bombing forward, wasn't he, at the time? And uh, mm. it was all like getting forward. There was a new spring in the step of every player. But like everything else, it always dies down, doesn't it? And um, you look at the, the, the players that we look to, mm. like Jed, who, you know, if he's not playing, we're not playing. You know, um, 
We've only got one eight outlet at the moment. It's Jed. The midfielder, get it in the midfielder and they're knocking out where they're looking for Jed all the time. And let's be, let's be fair. Jed, someone just put a report up there at the moment. Uh, should we sell Cooper and should, should we sell Jed? I'd happy sell him. I'd happy sell him. There's no, there was not yeah. one player in that middle well, team that I would miss. Sure, you could sell any one of them, apart from Bart. You could sell any one of them players and I wouldn't miss one of them. Not one of them. And I'll tell you what, none of them. What about I, you, Apart from Cooper, maybe. But yeah. they've all gone off the ball lately. And I, I wouldn't, you can say any one of that team, I wouldn't miss them. No, I, could, I, I think Jed, I think, like I said, I think Jed definitely. I think it's actually been it's remarkable the, the 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 change in him from when Rowe first took over when he was going through that spell when he nearly got player of the month. He was getting linked to Aston Villa and all this thing. It's like a, the contrast between them. Then I remember I was flipping praising him week in week out, and then like I said, Dad said he's our main outlet. He's not really an outlet. Like I look at him and when he picks up the ball, I think well, he's just going to lose it again. Um, but like I think in terms of of uh, selling like players, I think um, like Cooper and you know Bart are important. I think like Hutch as well. Um, so I think it's a little bit harsh, but I think like I said, I think they're not. I I just think something's because the, the defense we're, for a team who are really usually defensively solid is we've just looked shaky in recent games at the back, and I don't know what it is because these players like Cooper and Hutch and they're solid defenders. So it's like, it's worrying. It makes me think, I think there's oh, a, just think a real lack think of confidence. Sheer amount. I think it's the sheer amount of pressure that Hutchinson and yeah. Cooper are getting under every week. And we've got no strength in depth. Daddy, are you with us now? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's buffering a bit, but it seems like it's all right. Just getting there. I must ask the question, then, Ed, would you sell Jed and Cooper to get some money in to, to re, rejuvenate and reinvest? That's the comment I've just said. Yeah, that yeah, guy. Danny, like, would you? I honestly don't. Who would buy Jed? Honestly, oh, that's a serious uh, question. Who would we get? Did you say? No. Who, who would buy Jed? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Buy Jed at the moment. Cooper, I reckon we get good money for. But I, I, you know, I was, I was, I was. Uh, I would have been happy for Jed to go when the original bids supposedly come in. Yeah. Um, back even when he was in form, because if you look back and I looked at it, and I think I said. The form he was in, but a lot of goals were penalties. Um, yeah. I think his form dropped off from, it must have been about Leeds really? away that we were at last year. He got a pen in that game, and then after that, his form is it's nowhere near been the same. Could it, could it be the formation that we're playing again? I, I don't know, you know, and obviously going back a little bit when I got cut earlier, we were talking about players not wanting to come to us. Let's be honest, would you, as Alex Moffitt at the moment, as a player who likes to get forward as a midfielder, I want to play in this formation. Definitely not. No way. Do you remember us in the, in the WhatsApp group, we was all going, oh, yeah, flipping hell, we've got to get at least 15 million for him. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good point from Steve Lees, and I, I do agree with it. I say this to someone the other day. If the defenders defend as much as they are, people are going to find cracks in it and holes in it, aren't they? 100%. Is that to me, Dan? I've lost you again. It's been a nightmare for me. I might have to come out of it because it's just going to hold you boys up. All right, mate. No worries. Stick, stick with it, Dan. It was going smoothly with that, with Danny. Sorry to throw Danny out. But, yeah, Kieran, yeah. Um, you know, is it the cheer amount? Is it the way we play? You know, the formation? Is that why we're struggling so bad? Because we're so oh, yeah. defensive? I, I, mean, I, I mean, I put a tweet out... Um... 
I'll, I'll put a tweet, uh, a, a tweet on Twitter, and I said because someone's put a video up of uh, of Ryan Woods when he played um, at Brentford, and you saw him and and he goes forward and he's he's took on a couple of he's took on a couple of players and he and he scored a top goal in the top corner and like, I think to myself when have I ever seen like Ryan Woods did like do that once I didn't even realise he had that in his locker and I just think that with our with our formation it restricts a lot of players to their best like abilities and like yeah. Ryan Woods his best ability from my opinion is like getting the ball in the middle of the pitch. Someone making a run and him spraying out that pass and him making that killer instinct pass. You got to look at someone like um, Mark, like when Marlon used playing the side, his best asset was going forward. He ain't got that much thing to go forward. He ain't got that much leeway to go forward anymore. Um, Jed Wallace, like uh, to be fair, he plays on the right, but I'm not too sure he plays on the right. He's here, there, he's everywhere, and I think it's very, very static. There's not. There's not that thing, like I said, with maybe if Troy Parrott was, I don't know if he was up front on his own or if he was, you know, if, if the formation was a bit different, maybe, and Ryan Woods is a bit further up the pitch, Ryan Woods would be able to pick these passes out because he does make these little good runs. I think I just think these this formation is really restricting the players um, to play to their full potential. Mm. The thing yeah. is, it's only a formation that he's he says the right things, didn't he, on, on, on his interviews post-match. He says stuff like, oh, you know, the, the problem is the last games, he, he earmarked the Coventry game, the Forest game and one other game. And he said, the problem is, is that these players, you know, they, they, have, they weren't trying, they didn't put enough effort in. But then he won't he won't change the players that we can clearly see are not working. You know, in my opinion, Ryan Woods is the, is the biggest culprit. He just doesn't fit into the system of the team. Right won't change the system and he won't change, he won't change Woods. Um, Pete, where do you stand on Woods as a player? Because Kieran likes him, didn't you, Kieran? I do, Dan. But it's like I said, like I'll give like a quick response. But um, I'm saying Ryan Woods, he's like he's a fantastic player. We can all see it. But I think I've got to agree with you on the point that he's just not fitting into our system, and that's why he's not looking as good as as he once looked when he first came in. Let me let me tell you why I think Woods and a lot of people go. I think hey, what, what Woods do you is think a of brilliant. Woods? I think Woods, I think Woods is an absolute class act, right? The difference with our team, right, is no one makes a run <coughs> like they did in the when I see him, no one makes a run into spaces for his balls. When you did see a couple of like you did a couple of situations where they've done it the other day, we played the ball through to Parrot. Um, no one's making any runs for the guy. So he's got no option but to pass it sideways, yeah. The 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 forward guys, like I said, um, Zahor the other day, he's he's not holding the ball up. The wingers are not running into spaces where Woods can spray the ball. So he's got no choice but to pass the ball sideways after time. And then when he does pick out a good pass, it's when someone's actually made a run. Mm. And so as far as I'm concerned, like I said, I've always said, it's the players, if they don't make the runs, they don't make the opportunities, they don't make space for themselves, then he ain't going to pass the ball to them, is he? So, to, uh, as far as I'm concerned, like Kieran just said, he doesn't fit into our team because our uh, players are just a fucking lazy old bunch at the moment. Sorry. Well, listen, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of conflicting things in the, in the. Um, I mean, someone that this one's for me saying, "How on earth do you rate Woods but constantly show love for Williams?" Well, 
What I do show love for Williams for is his contribution to the club over the years. I understand that it's coming to the end of his playing career. And he's done so well at the club as a player that now he's going to be a coach. So I don't compare Williams to Woods. Williams is now done as a player, as far as I'm concerned. But he's done well for the club. Other people are saying he's a brilliant player. People are saying he's not a, te- he's not a, he's not a good player. I've, listen, technically, he's a good player. But unfortunately, especially at our club, we need to affect football matches now. I think he's complete a complete waste of space for us. So if you two think he's good, my question for you would be: Tell me what he does in the game for us, and I'll, and I'll hold my hands up. But I can't see it. It's what Woods does, you mean? Yeah, what does he do in the game? He can't influence the game because the players around him are not working yeah. hard enough. So if they're not working mm. hard enough, he cannot influence the game. So you might have to just take him off because the players are not. You watch the teams like the Brentford teams and all that, and the Norwiches, the players that make runs down a week, and you hit the ball. Our players are too... The word static is on Martelli. Static. Yeah, they don't that. move. And, and getting back to Williams, and, and I'll, I'll have a guy I pick out. Listen, love Williams. Where's that, you know, Mill player, been at Mill a long time. Uh, Pierce, Williams' legs are gone. Pierce, his legs are gone. You can see that yeah, on yeah. Saturday when Graven left him and he couldn't turn. Twice he left him. And I see where... Um, Williams was in midfield again. I can't remember what game, and he couldn't turn. The guy was gone. So Williams and Pierce are definitely non-starters for me in the Millwall team. Woods, mm. I love Woods, but I've got to say, you're right. He's not fitting into the Mill team because our players won't make the runs for him. Won't the most run and that's why he's taking the that's why he's taking the brunt of criticism because no one's there making a run yeah. for him because the guy's gifted at like he can land that ball of sixpence. And they don't make the run for him. But the thing is, right, with Ryan Woods... So what do you think of this game? Put Woods behind Smith. See, I, I say he can knock killer passes. He can do it further up the pitch. But I don't know whether he's playing to manage his instruction or just doing what the fuck he wants. But he, if he can get further forward, he can he can unlock doors. Yeah, and I think... Yep. So, the thing is, Dan, this is what I was just about to say. If you notice, right, whenever Ryan Woods, he he, uh, he stands there and he asks for the ball, because he always wants the ball, he... he and the thing is, as well, is what I'll give Woods credit for as well, is off the ball movement is good, finding space for him to receive the pass. And when he receives the pass, he's always going, he's moving his arms, he's going, come on, then move. Like, he's always going, right, I want you there, I want you there, kind yeah, of thing. He's, he, yeah. he's playing, move, move. He's, not. Yeah, he's almost going to him, like, come on, fucking, like, and he gets the ball. And sometimes when he makes a cyber, like, I think I see against Coventry, he made a cyber pass and he was, like, kind of looking. He goes like, like that. Like, he goes like that. Yeah, I want... I want like, I want some movement here. And the thing is, right, I remember, right, Ryan Woods, there's oh. a, there's certain types of players that would always come down Millwall and rip us. And I remember when he used to play for Brentford, I used to go, that ginger, that ginger geezer in midfield always Riffers. rips us. Like I said, he picks the ball up and he sprays his passes. But I remember, I because I used to see him either in the centre of the pitch or in the attacking half. And that is when you get the best out of him as a player. Like he's just, like Dad says, he's a very very talented player, and I've got I I think, and that's the and that's what's the big shame because, in my mm. opinion, whilst we've got Gary Wright and while we're playing the football, we are he's he's wasted at us. Yeah. Let me just say, I I don't think I, I asked this question to someone the other day, and I said, do you think Woods is doing what the fuck whatever he wants to do, or do you think he's playing to the manager's instruction? Now, Gary Rowett, this is the big thing with me, with Gary Rowett. Neil Harris used to set up to not get beat, but Neil Harris had tenacious, aggressive players to do that. He played very compact. 
Rowick tries to do that with ball players, and I think that's a very difficult task to try and achieve, to try and mm. defend and, and play. He does play defensive, we can't say that. But Woods would do better further up the pitch us, but I just don't think that he's going to do it. I don't think Rowett's going to force him to do it, in which case he makes he is no he is of no use to us, in my opinion. He plays him very, very deep, though, Dan, doesn't he? He plays him... It's, it's, it's painfully deep, and uh, he's definitely... Painfully deep. When he's looking for that killer ball, that killer ball's not a 10, a 15-yard ball. It's like a fucking 70-yard pass he's trying to hit. Yeah. But that's what yeah. he could do, though. No, 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 yeah, but our players can't receive a seventy-yard pass. Oh no! But listen, we have, we haven't. If we have had someone like Gregory that could go out left, right, and whatever, he'd be picking the ball out to him. But our players do not run. They, like I said earlier, static. Don't want to move. Mm -hmm. I just want to say thanks to a few people here for the donations. Thanks, Tom, me for your donation. Colin again, thanks for your donation. Simon Patterson, always appreciated. Uh, it's a big thing with Woods, and he's not going to change him now. Let's talk about what happened on Saturday when Ben Thompson comes onto the pitch. And in my opinion, listen, technically not on the same planet as Woods. I know that. But effective in a football match for me or Wolves, so much more. Um, mm. We'll get on to our best teams in a minute um, for, for, for tomorrow's game. But let's firstly talk about Ben Thompson and his future at the club. Where do you think he stands? Well, we know where he stands with Gary Out. Do you think he's been treated right? So he's won here, don't mind who. <laughs> go on, Dad. I'll let you go for this one. So I, I missed that, Dan. Can you repeat that? Ben Thompson, do you oh. think he's getting a fair crack? A fair crack of the whip? Yeah. Um. Listen, yeah. like every Millwall fan would say, he's Millwall through and through. He wears his heart on his sleeve. He does battle. Of course he does. He, he'll run his heart off for Millwall. I know, he, I know he would. But to me, he just lacks that bit of quality. He's all right having that that heart, that desire, which we are lacking at the moment, which, 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 when he come on, um, he showed, he shows a lot off. But I just think Ben, for all his hard work, goal, and, and I love him, but he just lacks that quality. Ben just lacks that quality for me. I just, I think he's just getting like you can just say that. Come up. Up to Benjamin, yeah, Dan, come on, it's one goal. We're three 0 down. Consolation goal. No, Dad, you, you see more from him in five yeah, minutes. I agree. I agree. But that's what just saying, yeah, yeah. That's the best of a bad bunch. What have we got out? I know we're talking about Woods earlier, but the rest of them don't do no. He's the only one. What Ben makes look Ben look good because he runs with a ball, running forward. And like someone just put in the comments earlier, we need that number 10 that's going to pick the ball and run up with. Ben does that. But then Ben runs into brick walls at times. He loses the ball, like Jen, mm. loses the ball in possession. Doesn't pick that final white pass. But, Dad, I think uh, that as well, if people discredit that, because the thing is with Ben Thompson, at this moment in time, Dad, you've got to realise that with the way that we're playing football, like, I would rather someone just pick up the ball and make something happen. And even yeah. if they lose like, a couple of times on the way, that will happen. Yeah. But at least someone's got the intent of going forward. It's better than That's having right, no, yeah. intent, no intention at all. No, that, no, I agree. I agree with you. But what I'm saying, he does that, but we, we're lacking in that quality. It's when we get that ball into that final third, that final pass is just not there. We break down, we hit a brick wall. So we need that guy in midfield that if he's going to run forward with a ball, he picks the proper pass out. But too many times, like Jed, his crossing has been woeful of late. Um, we're making the wrong decisions. The, 
the wrong decision in the final third, the wrong passes. We're hitting and, into their players. It's wrong. The people that thought Malumbi was the answer. Malumbi weren't no, the answer. No, no, Malumbi weren't the answer. Malumbi weren't the answer. He's, answer. Not, he's not the type of player that we need to kind no, of move. No, he's too, too similar. We need too oh, someone in We're the really hurlock mode, mode who goes forward with intent. Yeah, Bradley, that great player. Bradley, that is my yeah. one of my favourite players in the championship. That's the sort of player you need. But what we're also lacking is that leader in midfield to start telling people to move. Like Kieran said earlier about um, uh, Woods, he gets frustrated because he goes, "Come on, move!" and they're not moving in the space to give him mm. the ball. Um, and then someone in the comments said, "Can we play Woods a little bit further forward?" Yeah, maybe we could play him a little bit further forward and see what he can do. But at the moment, but as I reckon by um, uh, Rowett's instructions, he's got to stay deep. I don't know if he is ever played a little bit further up pitch. I don't know. But Ben, But do you know what, Dan, yeah? What, like, this is more a question for you. Like, what do you feel like, because obviously you, uh, you're saying about, like, when Billy Mitchell comes back, what do you feel like Billy Mitchell will offer us in the team that the midfielders ain't offering us now? Yeah, he'll offer us exactly what Ben Thompson does, but he's technically better. He'll offer us exactly what Danny McNamara is currently giving us. Mm. Uh, by the way, he's technically very, very good. He gives he, what he definitely does do. Every time he receives the ball, like Pete wants to see, he gives and he goes. He doesn't stand still. He's always on the move. He's mm. very vocal. He's, he's an all-round player, mate. His engine's an absolute joke. But he, he, he's just he's just desperate to succeed at the club, as you can see Ben Thompson still is, as you can see Danny McNamara. That's what I'm saying. McNamara's come back in, and you could just see from from his levels and his intent and his desire that it's just gone like that under Rowett at the minute. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I, yeah. personally, personally, I don't think it could be safe. Every every week, someone comes in, the same person keeps coming in saying, "Get Tom Insing from Stoke." I don't think none of us serious or what. But that comes up about three or four times <laughs> every week. But listen, for me, again, it's not just the clientele; it's it's the formation and the manager will not yeah. play. Three and a ten in behind, in behind. It's just so defensive. It's just too defensive. And Woods is too defensive. And if the gather thinks he is too defensive, then fucking tell him you're paying his wages. So to yeah. make it too too deep, you've got to you've got to you know get further forward. Again, when I used to play football and I was a goalkeeper and a player kept coming, I'd say get off my fucking toes and go and play over there because Woods yeah. plays so deep these passes aren't coming off. But then he doesn't even. When does he ever protect the back four? We're letting in so many goals. It's a joke. And he's supposed yeah. to be the one protecting the back four to let Leonard push on. The See, formation is another, in my opinion. This is another thing, though, like, as well. If he's meant to be that player, like, the, the, the strengths of Ryan Woods, like we've just been banging on about, is when if he's in the centre of the park and he's, and he's going forward and he can spray these balls to these people that are moving forward, do not play him in front of the back four because, I'm not being funny, when you've got these... He's not exactly a big lad, Ryan Woods. And when you've got these uh, like physical players, I'm not being funny. I can't remember the last time Ryan Woods put in the challenge and went in for a slide attack or give a bit of like, as you say, kick by a fight. He's um the, the the amount of players that like and like I said in the group the other day, I've seen a highlight video of Everett Eze where he just runs past the geezer about three times. It, right, it, it's too easy to go past Ryan Woods. You can't expect him to be that player that sits in front of the back line and go and's got to shut everything down. He's just not that type of player. He's playing these players like, and he's getting it all wrong. He's going right, Ryan Woods. I'm going to stick you in front of the back line, and you're going to do this. You're going to do this job at like X, Y, Z, and it's just wrong. It's it, and that's I think 
he's just got to start looking at these things, Gary Rowett. And this is why I think that we have hit a brick wall now. And I was I was with him for a long, long time, but I hit a brick wall because of his stubbornness, because he's not actually looking at things and going, right, this is where we're going wrong. He's constantly persistent with it. And when you've got someone with that attitude, you're not going to go anywhere. Yeah, I think he needs to hold his hands up and say, look, this Woods, OK, Woods is a great player. I know he's technically good, but he just doesn't fit into Mill. And this is why I'm worried in this transfer window. Will you realise that that's not going not to work for us? Because everyone says, we'll get to the summer and let route rebuild. But he's not going to get that much money to spend ever at Mill. He's not going to get what he got at Stoke. He's not even going to get what he got at Derby, which wasn't a lot. So he's got to make do and find a, find a way of getting maybe this level of players he's not used to coaching to play at, play at that level. But interestingly enough, you brought us on to the point of the manager. Obviously, you boys weren't on the show last week. You know, how I, everyone knows how I feel. Pete, are you currently Gary Rowett in or Gary Rowett out? <sighs> Listen, right. I, I, I thought about this today, to be honest with you. Um, I, I'm at the moment, I'm still a Gary Rowett in fan, but... Let me tell you now, I believe this for a fact, that if the crowd was as back at the den or like from last season to now, he would have been gone two or three games ago. Because yeah. as you see with um, Neil, um, we all knew, knew the writing was on the wall for Neil, that he should have gone like time before he did. Because And what I hated at that time with Neil was that when the people turned against him at Luton, I didn't like that one bit. Uh, he's a Mill legend, he deserved better than that. But on the other hand, Neil should have walked before that happened. I think he should have known that as well. But let me, let, let's make, there's no bones about this. If the crowd was at the den now, he wouldn't be there no more because no. they wouldn't have put up with it because he would have been screamed yeah. at. There'd be protests outside the ball This was a low mass or a Holloway. Like... Yeah, yeah. But, you know, he, like you said, the one winning 15 and like I, I've said, I don't know if I was right on what I was saying, that only one win at home on a Saturday since last January. I don't know if that was that was true him, or yeah. not. Um, in the league, uh, yeah. That, um, yeah, if the fans were there, he wouldn't be in a job. 100%. But at this yeah, moment in time, at the moment in time, I'm, I'm for him, but I'm slowly running out of patience. Uh, so, and we keep saying the next two games, and then what happens, like the Neil Warris one, You'd lose four, you win someone against Leeds and you're back in it. And then you lose three, you win one. And it's like not like that. So he needs to pull his finger out and get this sorted out. Because, um, listen, one of the people you cannot definitely blame is the Chip Millwall chairman. Because all along, whenever we've asked for a new manager, he's gone out. And at that time, in, moment in time, apart from, um, uh, what's Maybe. his name, a ginger fella, right? He's picked the right man. We wanted Holloway, we got Holloway. Most of us wanted Rowett, we got Rowett. He went out and got the best that was out there. So you can't blame our chairman one bit. And he's he's put his money where his mouth is when regards when it comes to managers. But I'm going to give Rowett, I'm going to stay on his side. He needs to pick out, as far as I'm concerned, at least two wins out of the next three games. Otherwise, I'm going to be turning against him myself. There you go. Kieran? Well, Dan, as as you know, like, it, and you've probably found it frustrating at times, like the fact that, you know, I've been so rowing in and like, I've just been banging his drum and I've been saying that he's the best thing since sliced bread. I, I, listen, I wanted Gary Rowett, like, before New Irish even got sacked. I said, mate, this is the geezer to, 
to, you know, to move us forward, move with the times. And, you know, when he first came in, we had the right revelation, the G-right effect and everything, and everyone, everyone was buzzing. And it really looked like we was moving forward as a club. I thought his recruitment was spot on and everything. But he's just got to a point now, like I said, I've, I've, like, I've, I've loved Gary Rowett, but Saturday was the day when I said, right, do you know what? I genuinely think that there's... I can't. And once I sort of Neil Harris as well. And once I get to that point in my in my head as a Mill fan that I can't see it, I I trust my instinct and I I believe that that we're we're not going to go past that point. And on Saturday against Forest, I I got to that point where I said, listen, it's it's sad really because I wanted to keep Gary Rowe on like I wanted to I wanted him to turn it round. Everyone does. Everyone wanted him to turn it round. But he's changing anything. I understand that the worst case scenario is to sack the manager. I do understand yeah. that. And like I said, I just feel like something's got to change. Like, and I know people go, well, who do you bring in? But, you know, we just, something's really, we're, we're in a very, very bad rut at the minute. I think this run that we're on, right, and we beat Bristol City, and let's be honest, we didn't really play great that night. Um and and let's be, and that bought him a lot of time because if he didn't win that night, wow, like can you just imagine? Like this is a this is the worst run, Dan. I think sometimes we had fifteen years when the worst run. So we've been one win in 15, 16 games, and if we didn't even go on that run on the we didn't go on that run, that run in Ian Holloway. And Dad said it's a good point. If he was in the ground run, I it if we was all allowed back in the grounds, it would be going off. No one would be having this. No one would be having this shit football and. It, the football is just very, it's just painful. And it's, do you know, like you'd see a change in the game. The games are the same. The games are literally the same. And it's the same formation. It's the same tactics. And like I said, he's not seeing anything that's, you know, in his, he just thinks, oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come good. It's going to come good. It won't, in my opinion. And I think the the right revolution, I think, is, is over. So he's got to go. So this, yeah. This is I'll the thing. I'll, I'll, I think he's got to go, yeah. This is the thing, and you're spot on what you say, because if for anyone that says they still want Gary Rowett in, my question to them is, how the fuck can that possibly happen? There's nothing he can do. He can't, there's nothing, he can, he's not going to be able to change, whether rightly or wrongly, that's his fault. There's nothing he can really do. We are not going to get many players in, and these players now, whether they're not playing for him or whatever, they're not performing for him, that's for definite, and he won't change the formation. And he, tomorrow... Okay, we'll get on to tomorrow in a minute. We will go to Huddersfield and we will play three at the back and Ryan Woods will start in centre midfield. Right, that, that's going to happen. So it's like, he won't, he, won't, he won't try and change anything. He won't try and change anything. Let's move on to tomorrow now because what I asked you two boys to do was send in your best 11, okay, for tomorrow. Let's start with a less controversial one, Kieran's one. I'm going to put your start on 11. This is, this is, why, this is why we're in the position we are, Dan. Well, because... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Everyone's fault, right? No, too predictable. It's going to come on a screen. So here's Kieran's team, right? He ain't got a goalkeeper because obviously that's obviously Bart. Oh, You've got yeah. a flat back four here, yeah? yeah. Ferguson, Hutchinson, Cooper, McNamara. Then you've gone three in the centre of midfield. Woods, Leonard well, and Thompson. Four, two, three, one. Ben Thompson playing behind the striker. Yeah, OK. So yeah. four, two, three, one. Flat back four, as you can see. Woods and Leonard as the two. And then the three are Bennett, Thompson and Jed Wallace in behind. Ken Zahor. What's your reasons for picking that team? I just believe, first and foremost, get rid of the back five. It's not, it, it really isn't getting anywhere. And to be fair, Shane Ferguson, right, he's not done a lot wrong. He needs to be introduced back in that, in my opinion. Some people might not agree with me. And I know we always bang on about Woods. But in terms of delivery, I feel like he's got the best delivery in our whole team. Like, in our whole squad, I think... If we're going to get an assist from something, he's got fantastic delivery. Um, him and McNamara, I think, will work really well um, as fullbacks. And I think Woods being in a two, like in that kind of system, would help him a lot more. Um, would allow him to get forward a bit more. You've got Thompson, who's playing just behind the strike. He'll be able to pick up the ball and, and, and run with it and make things happen in the final third. And obviously, you've got Ken Zahor, who, who's a handful for for any defence in this league but mm. I just feel like that's the, that's the most effective lineup, in my opinion at this moment in time mm. no Troy Parrott I'll be honest with you, I, don't... <laughs> I don't think it's oh hang on sorry so nice. I don't think that's a million miles away mm. if I look at that again personally I, I mean I asked you Pete and Danny to all send your teams in all three you put Ryan Woods in your teams um, we'll show Danny's team as well even though he's, he's no longer with us I'll show you Danny's team now um that's the team that Danny would have gone with tomorrow. But again, flat back four. Again, you know, this three at the back isn't working anymore. It was working away, but now it's not even working away. And by the way, the biggest issue we've got is we've had three away games on the bounce after tomorrow. Yes, but 
people are forgetting the points away from home is predominantly where we are getting points. We're even worse at, uh, sorry, away. Yeah, we're even worse at home. But he's sort of gone for a similar midfield three to you. He's gone with Malone High, Zahor and Jed. So he's, he's pretty much, it's not far off your side at all, mate, that, is it? No, it's like he's, uh, well, apart from, yeah, Malone. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, really. Yeah, apart from Malone. Pete, what do you make of, before we go into your team, what do you make of Danny's team, Pete? To, to be honest, yeah, give, apart from two adjustments in both teams of team now, it's still too predictable. It's the same. It's it's the, to me, it's the same team. Like right, you've got Thompson in there, he's moved Malone up there and Ferguson. Fergie in. Um, but they're, they're all much of a muchness, these players. And I don't see any spark coming from any one of that team that's going to get us out of trouble. I'm looking at basically the same setup that we're going along with at the moment. So I put in. Ferguson in. I'm not a big Ferguson fan. I don't think he's at this quality, however. Um, he's had a couple of good runs in the team. Um, Malone. Murray Wallace is injured. That's the only problem you've got at the minute. Oh, okay. Fair enough. You know, I would have Murray um, Wallace at left back if he weren't. But injured. it's the same to me. There's, there's no, there's nothing there that's going to spark us into life. Mm. That's what I'm not going right. So let's look at your team, Pete. I'll be honest. I did say to, to Joe when he said to me earlier, he does understand that you have to justify this later. And he said, no, he's ready. So, far away, mate. Your team's Bolkowski. Jesus goal. Christ. Malone left Basically, back. yeah, yeah. That's Cooper it. Centre-arse, McNamara. I, I, you know, I'm happy with that back four. Um, yeah. I think four picks itself at a minute. You've gone with Jed Wallace on the left, Ryan Woods right midfield, yeah. Ben Thompson and Leonard, and then Parrott in behind Zahor. Why not? This is, this is what I was saying earlier. Well, get get Woods in a forward more position where he can get his crosses in, he can pinpoint his crosses. You got Wallace. They know everyone knows Wallace is going to play on the right. Everyone knows that. The team, oh Wallace, we know Wallace is playing on the right. You're on the right with Wallace. Move him to the left. Try him out on the left. Try something different. Yeah. Bring Thompson and Leonard in, 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 in the uh, uh the midfield, Parrot just in front. So these two boys then can bomb a little bit forward. Supply parrot who can then supply the, and that if Zahor rolls the ball up, it could bring Leonard and Thompson into play as well as Parrot going forward. And you've got Jed out on the other side. Just for a change, just to mix it up a little bit, because we're too predictable. And that is so that's an unpredictable team. But I could see that midfield block holding on to the ball better. Parrot in front, Zahor, and then bombing on Zahor and then coming in, coming in like a unit. You know, just try something else because it's all that same. Yeah, who's playing in midfield on Millwall? It's Leonard and it's Woods. They're playing in the middle. Where's uh, Wallace? He's going to be out. No, yeah, he's going to be out on the left. Where's Parrot? He's playing behind us all. Shouldn't they be playing that foot? No, mix it up a little bit. Try something different. And to me, this is it. And I'm happy to put Thompson in the team because I know he can bomb forward and you've got the other two in front of him. Some of these premiership teams only play one person up front and flood the entire midfield, didn't they? Like it's worth no... actually mentioning as well is that when Ryan Woods was just before his move to Brentford, he actually used to play. He played for Shrewsbury on the right for a few games. And he called himself when he joined us. He liked to call himself a box to box player. It certainly ain't that. I know he don't get boxed because he ain't got the legs for that. But I'm sure just try him out in a different position. Mm, you know, like... it can't be any worse than listen. He can't be any worse than Jed. Okay. <laughs> No, I know someone's on there putting about. Listen, uh, uh, he's right. I, I know someone put a comment there earlier. 
yeah. especially Jed and, and um, Woods, they've got this tendency to lose the ball into our half, you know, like and put us on the back foot and nearly cost us goals. We're lucky to get away with them after the time. But Jed and, and Woods, when they get near our area, are always losing the ball and it's causing us a big problem. So, mm. like I say, put Jed up on, 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 the, on the left hand side, figure just try it. Try it. We've got yeah. to do something. Because if not, that team that we just looked at there, the other two teams, it's the same team to me. Yeah, I, I agree. It's not happening for Jed on the right whatsoever, is it? Um, having said Moving that, about. Having said that, that's my team. That's the team I would go with. Right, flat back four, McNamara, Hutchinson, yeah. Ferguson, Thompson and Leonard. And then I, 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 Bennett is only effective to me in a 10. And then Jed, because you really got to play him, Malone. And then I, put, I said Smith because that was... That was before the news broke today about Kenza Hall. Now, I have don't mind if you want to put Malone left back and Ferguson higher up. I just think that Malone causes problems going forward but can't really defend. And I know Fergie's got a nice delivery, but what Fergie won't do is run at people, try and take people on. What Malone does is he does against Borenwood, scored against Crawley, scored against Blackburn. He's not afraid to try things different in the final third. So that's potentially what I would go with. But look, it, it, all, four, all four of us put Ben Thompson in, and the manager isn't putting Ben Thompson in for, for love nor money. So these people that are saying Tyler Bury, like, <coughs> forget about that. Yeah, mate, I've seen a lot of Tyler Bury. People think I'm hating on him for no reason. I've seen a lot of him. In, I was watching the under 23s yesterday. Um, but yeah, some sorry, someone said they like my team. I'll show my team again. But again, look, Dan, Dan, I like your team, but I think I'll swap Ferguson and Malone over. Yeah, but, you know, Ferguson has got a better cross, right? But Malone, like, what Ferguson won't do, he won't... I mean, look at that one... I know, I know it was against Bournemouth. Look at that one-two that, that um, Malone played. But that one-two with Parrot and then went in and then give it to Zahor. And look at the goal he scored at Blackburn. Look at the goal he scored against Crawley. Yeah. Ferguson's going to do that. But Malone can't defend, by the way. And yeah, that's, I, think, I think Malone is more of a defender than... I've got Ferguson left back. I've got Ferguson left back. But I'm saying I think Malone is more of a defender than Ferguson is kind of thing. Like I think, you know, and I think Shane Ferguson is more effective um, in that position than Scott Malone is going. Like, I'd write, if, if it was over Scott Malone ain't even in, in my team at all, I don't like him. But you if you were going to play, if, if you were going to choose between the two, I'd have... Fergie higher up because he's the one who gets the balls in the box, mm. and I put. But I can see what you're saying though. But do you not agree that a lot of people will be going? But we've all put him in our team. Don't you? Don't you think it'd be good for us to drop Jed? And yeah, who I could don't. we replace him with? Give him the, the arse, wouldn't it? This is the problem. I, I said, you know, you should Jed shouldn't really be starting. But who no. else? Who else we got? And like, people saying exactly. Tyler, Tyler no, Barry, no, no, that's not the answer. No, just on his way out of the club. Do you know what? Though? We've got we've got a man who's on eighteen grand a week, right? Sitting in our reserves. His name's Yuri Skalak, right? I'm not saying he's the answer, but what, what's happened to him? Like, surely is he like worth a go giving in the side? Not really, care. I think we've seen enough of him. <laughs> but there you go. That gives I the think, answer. In my opinion, we've seen enough of that guy to realise he's a load of shit. There's a lot of comments about this in the comments and this guy's actually uh, you know not unfortunately he's got it right Tiensa, alexander etc I've, I've been watching a lot of the 23s lately and i'm not saying they've tailed off but you know and i wouldn't want to throw the youngsters into this shit show either i definitely wouldn't want to throw the youngsters into this they shit show. we got relegated 
with Harris and they put in those putting in O'Brien and all the others, but just, and they weren't just, ready at that time. Right. But, so tomorrow we travel at Huddersfield. That's your starting lineups. What was your predictions, boys? Just just tell me your predictions for those who haven't seen the score predictions. Uh, my my one was three one to Huddersfield. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not in the past. I've been quite positive, haven't I? Because we was of getting this uh, away win, uh, but of late I, I'm just sort of like uh, in the doldrums, like everyone else is at the moment, because um, we're all down. Uh, no, no more than me. I'm, I'm, I'm like, especially Saturdays. It's, it's so depressing to, to watch it. But I just feel I'm, I'm in fear of another loss. Um, I'm going for a free one. Um, but again, as I've always said, are they going to turn up tomorrow? Like, you know, put in a performance. And would we accept a draw? No. As far as I'm concerned, I won't accept draws anymore. We need to win. My brother's always said it. It's getting to that stage where they must win games. I think we're four points off the relegation zone now after tonight. So, what are we? That's the, that's the league table. Oh, you can't see Wickham near bottom because obviously, I'm going to turn this. I've got the banner at the bottom. Let me turn Is that with points tonight? Derby's? No. They no won that, was tonight. that was before tonight's game. Right. So, that, that Rotherham won and Derby won. Yeah. So they're on 22. We're four points off the relegation zone. Boys, and, and, and in October the, October the 19th, we was fifth, uh, only not on goal, on goal difference. Uh, uh, and look at our next fixtures coming up. Yeah. We've got FA Cup. Very we, could be in, we could be in the relegation zone come the middle come the middle of uh, February. Easy. Listen, I said we'll be bottom by February without in charge. I said it about a month ago. People yeah, looking at that table, it's very worrying. So, tomorrow for me is a must win game. Kieran, must win tomorrow. Oh, yeah, it goes without saying. So, I think you know, people saying, Oh, well, we've got, we've got uh, some people going, oh, oh, we'll be happy with a point. Like, no, how can you be happy with a point? Like, because say, like, it's a, another point, right? Say, enough, it's a point on the table, but. That'd be what seventeen games, one win in seventeen games. Like, how long does this continue? Oh. Like, I think tomorrow, personally, I think it's going to be a stalemate. I think it's going to be nil nil. Um, sure. yeah. but, but I just, you know, but the problem is that I wish I could sit there and go. I think we're going to win, but I just can't see where a win's no. going to come from. And seeing that table now, because I haven't really looked at the table to be honest, because to be fair, it worries me. But after seeing that, especially after Rotherham and Derby won, I think we're in big yeah, trouble. You know? I think we're um, through three all to that apparently for three all. Oh, uh, it's three all. Good one. Well, it's three one up. So you know, um, but I just think I, I I think we're in trouble because I think you watch them teams like Rotherham, they're going to step it up a notch, right? And they've got that extra. I feel like they've got that kind of second gear and then third gear. We we've just got our one gear. We're just going to stay in gear. I don't. I can't see where the Results are going to come. Spark. from. Where's the spark going to? Where's that no. spark going to come from? We got no. We got no. We got no spark. This is what I'm no. saying, Pete. My question to you: If you still saying you want Rowett in, you think we're going to lose tomorrow? You think we're going to have no spark tomorrow? So, so yeah, what have we got Saturday, Dan? Oh, we've got a cup game. We're, we? we're in the FA Cup Saturday against against uh, Bristol C. What do you think? And I ask this question to the people that do want Gary Rowett in. What do you think he can do that's going to save his job? What I'll look at, Dan. This is what I'm looking at, and I'm very serious about it, is that, all right, you get rid of Rowett, 
what guy could turn that heap of shit round? Well, this is the same players that he succeeded with. He's trying to tie the trying to tie turn the Titanic round. He's going to the top. You ain't going to do it, Tony Pulis. No, Mick McCarthy. No, there's we're 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 stuck um, with the devil we know. Unfortunately, at the moment, like I say, I'll ask you, Dan. I'll ask you the question: Who's going to turn that heap of shit round? What we don't need is we don't need someone to turn it. Listen. They're not going to turn it around completely. What we need is to sack the manager, have a quick upturn in fortunes. A temporary manager will do that. Get us through ah. to the season. That, mate, it always happens. Listen, these are the players that Gary Rowett took over from Neil Harris and got them playing like fucking Brazil with three at the right. back, hopping so the ball So there goes around. my question. It's the players to blame. No, because what happened was we, we tried a new formation and then what happens is the teams are very quickly worked out now the way we play and now Rowett hasn't got a plan B. And on top of that... Everyone knows, not just the fucking teams in East Division. Everyone in the world knows. My next door neighbour knows. She's eighty six years old. Yeah. Neil can score goals. He's for a Jeb Wallace set piece or a Jake Cooper fucking header from a corner. Everyone's but, blaming it on some people. Blame it on that Callum Davison leaving, but his record ain't great at uh, St Johnston, is it? He's yeah, been Johnston ain't exactly a big big team. Um, I know, but you know, it just he, he, yeah. But what I'm saying is he ain't. Uh, Done any good at St Johnston? So yeah, different role there when he he was he was assistant. It's a different kettle of fish to being a manager. But listen, there is there is um there is people available. There's loads of people available. There, listen, we could always go down the ex-player route, of course, like we did with Neil Harris, Steve Morrison, Tim Cale, Stephen no, Reed. No, no. Uh, you would only do that, Dan. In my opinion, if we went down, if we got relegated, then I'd yeah. go down that route. But. If we're because then that you can have a kind of rebuilding stage like we did with Neil Harris, but you know because Neil Harris got a lot of got away with a lot in League One. I feel like you're more forgiving in League One yeah. than you are in the Championship. And you know, win the Championship, you need a seasoned like head on like shoulders. You know, we need like a good man. We need a good manager. And I think there's a reason why they call this guy Mad Mike because he's saying get Gregory back on loan and Harris back. That is, I think that's, <laughs> that's, that's mad. I think we that's worse. Maybe Gregory, but not Harris. Um, we need a motivator. That's what we need, in my opinion. We, yeah. Exactly. You need that. On the, on the, the motivator, someone said on the comment floor, is a number 10 with a bit of passion to draw them all together, like an old Michael Tong, uh, someone like that, with a bit of guile in him, a bit of fight in him, a bit of like, get, get together, get forward. And to tell them lazy players to get their asses in the gear, because you need that leader to say, Get your arsenal, move. Where Woods is going like that, you need someone to go, go forward, go forward, run. We haven't got that, and that's what we, that's what we, that's what we, that's what we need. Do you think we need new players, not a new manager, Pete? I've, I, listen, I reckon if you, the midfield, like I so, said, listen, I've said about Woods, um, I like Woods, but I would replace him because he ain't that middle type player, but I'd get two sort of leaders in midfield um, that would run. Look at some of these other mid- you watch the I watch the championship. You, know, you see these midfields running forward with the ball, not passing it sideways. Two, I mean, two new midfield change that midfield and it will change our forward uh, our fortune. Not one, but two midfielders. Forget about strikers. I'm happy with try. You can't blame the strikers. They're not getting no chances. They're not getting nothing. Right? He agrees you. Right over there, Michael overhaul that midfield. Dude, that is the answer. This is the problem I think we've got. How are we going to do that? We've already tried to get two players in. They can't, whatever reason, are not coming. Well, Dan, ain't it funny? 
And it's funny, this is the same old Millwall. Every uh, August, every Potsy January, Millwall should have had their players lined up to start the site for us on the 2nd of January, not the 28th of January, a month later. They've wasted a whole month. What's the point? They, they, the transfer started January. They should have done their homework before and got the players in the first week in January. Why is it always the end of January? And then the end of January comes, we end up getting someone on loan. What a waste of time. What yeah, an absolute, complete and utter waste of time. The ship has sailed as far as I'm concerned. We could be in the bottom three before we sign. Even if we get new players in, we've then got to bed them into the team. They've got to get comfortable playing at the club and the formation of the managers. It's, this is what I'm saying. It's not going to be an overnight fucking thing. Dan, you, bring a, you pick the right player, he'll fit in. He'll fit in, don't worry. If he's good enough, if he's good enough, uh, he'll fit in. Don't worry about that. It's going back to that thing about our scouting network, though. Like, yeah, why, why can't we pick out like a player from abroad or like something like that? Like, why, why, why can't we... Kieran? Why can't we get a manager from abroad like Brentford seem to do all the time? Mm. That guy or the Leeds manager, did. why can't we find scouting network find a decent manager abroad? No, but even like you see, um, Coventry, right. Coventry, right? Teams come up from League One. They've just signed, they signed this player from like the Dutch Second League, Gustavo Hamer, and he ripped us to pieces when he played us, right? And he's been doing well. And I'm thinking, these are Coventry are getting players from the second flipping Dutch division. What are we doing? Like, do you know what I mean? Surely we've got, we've had the, from what I've heard, we've had the same chief scout for like over 15, 16 years. We need to get, out with these old donkeys and get a new, whole new scouting network in. Yeah. You know, we need to get like the right recruitment in. Like, do you know what I mean? We, we, something's not going on like right behind, behind yeah. the scenes in terms of scouting. We're, we're, we're veering off a bit though, right? Sparky says we won't sign one of these. Scouting system may be what it is, but in the here and now, Kieran, how does Rowett sort it? In his transfer window. Trying to keep short and sweet, he needs to change. Just needs to change his setup. No more five at the back. He needs to change formation. Needs to realise where he's going wrong. Uh, smell the coffee. Uh, my opinion, in, uh, drop Troy Parrot. Um, and yeah, just try something. Just try something new with a, and try to go into the game with a winning mentality. Not we're not going to lose and we're not going to concede. Go in and try and win the game and show some intent to win the game. And let teams worry about us for a change instead of worrying exactly. about everything. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Exactly, Dan. So what do you reckon he'll do tomorrow? Who do you reckon he will play? Do you think he'll go three at the back and go with the same old? Yeah, I believe so. And it's going to be, it's the same It's the same situation as always. We go, how can he not see that? But I think it will be the same. Um, well, actually, I don't. Do you know what though? After the way that Alex Pierce played on the weekend, saying that, I think sure, I think he might drop Alex Pierce. Uh, but like I said, 100%. there's no other centre half, which makes me think will he actually play uh, five at the back? Um, oh, no, Rowe, he'll find a way to play it. But um, I just, I just don't think we're going to see a lot of surprises in the lineup tomorrow. To be honest, I think it's just going to be yeah. similar setup. This name keeps cropping up. Marlon Romeo, three at the back. Romeo will play, unfortunately, says Steve Lee. Someone else said, what do you think of um, him further up the pitch, Marlon Romeo? Yeah, I've said that in the past. I've said that in the past. Yeah, because he can figure. But again, 
he's crossing ain't great, is he? None of our players yeah, crossing. product is awful. The only one, like it's Kieran said, oh, Ferguson's crosses are all right. Um, uh, Rowett, I'm just, I'm thinking Rowett is morphing into, slightly thinking that Rowett is morphing into Holloway. Um, because like that, like Saturday against Nottingham Forest, we had like five strikers on at once, didn't we? You know, um, trying to win the game, but it's it's far too late. We've, we've, we've he's always doing that. He's always doing that because he's yeah. fucking. He's we need, we, we, I think tomorrow. I think tomorrow he's got to stop all this draw game with the jaws and happy with the draw. He's got to go for a win. So he's got. You to play. know, a, a good manager at this level will always have a plan A all the way way to Z. Gary Rowett has just got plan A, and. If that don't work, then he kind of thinks, right, fuck, this ain't worked. Um, I've got to try and do something here, whereas Lob Strike one. In my opinion, he don't have he, he, he like he don't make the right substitutions. Um, and if he does, it's too late in the game. Um, like I said, he he needs to make sure he's got a plan B and plan C, do the <laughs> do the homework on the other team, rather than just going out there and hitting an open really with a with the five at the back. I mean, look, we've lost three, but let's not forget as well, we lost three to our own to them. We lost no, yeah, I think he was at, he had, he was off with COVID, wasn't it, as well? Mm. Yeah. Interesting one, boys, interesting one. Maybe some of the comments. I remember that not long ago, there was that stat saying that, oh, it's so impressive, Gary <laughs> Rowe hasn't lost back-to-back games as a Millwall manager. That, I think, flipping hell, that's... Uh, that's all gone to shit. As well, of course, like we say, look, you said, we used to go away and go, well, look, we, we don't score many, yes, but let's not forget, we don't concede, we're rock solid, Bart's had this many clean sheets, we've had more clean sheets yeah. than anyone. And this is another thing now where I can tell it's gone. We ship free at home to Huddersfield, we ship free in 20 minutes away to Middlesbrough, we ship two at home to Coventry, could have been 10, and then we've got another three this week, it's absolutely gone to bits. Well, just look at, if it weren't for Bart, them scores would have been a lot higher, like you just said about the team. Yeah, yeah. absolutely rely on that as an even working. Is, is the back is the defence the back three gone? Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, you just made a great point at that. I think, but in my opinion, um, my favourite ever keeper for, for me has been Tony Warner. But I think Bart's like not far off of that. <laughs> I think he's absolutely outstanding. I think, like I said, if we just imagine if we had like the calibre of keeper like Jordan Archer and goal, the amount of goals we'd be shipping oh. like. It's ridiculous. Like it's, we'd be losing these games painfully. Like the, that Coventry game, in my opinion, that was a like a bang average Coventry team. We made them look unbelievable, and they should have yeah. really walked away with that game, scoring about five or six. See what's been saying is spot on, and this is something I've, I've mentioned a couple of times. We haven't really covered it. Twenty-three draws, right? And we go down. The biggest problem we've got. People are forgetting this because this is now our third away game on a bounce tomorrow. The biggest problem we've got even is an is an hour away form. We're not usually so bad away. Our biggest problem is our home form. So usually now we're relying on getting points away. And after this, okay, we've got uh, an FA Cup. Then we got Watford and Norwich at home and then Cardiff away again. What's going so wrong at home as well? Not just the away form. Let's talk about our home form. Because Mill have always been renowned for getting results away from, uh, sorry, getting results at the den. And then is our fortress. And that's, the, for me, that's the biggest thing of all we're out, which we haven't covered because obviously we've played back-to-back away games. We've been discussing those games. Dad at the nail on the head by saying he just wouldn't be getting away with the performances with what we're doing at home. 
Um, the fans is I, I can't help but think is that's the that's the number one. Um, we just you know the atmosphere. You know it wouldn't be great for him if you know if we was playing the way we were, um, and that that might have an effect. That might have an effect on it as well. But we set up the same way we do. The way we set up for a home game, Dan, right, is how you would set up if you was going, if you needed a result and you like to go, I don't know, a point to you needed just a point to get into playoffs, and it was your hand, it was in your hands. That's how you set up an away game, like what Sam Allardyce does. You set up and you set up just to play for a point. We set up that way to play at home. Yeah. Like we don't, we don't set up with we don't set up with a formation and like play like a team that's on the front foot. We are retreating. We're on the back foot. And we invite pressure on. And that's got to change. Well, this is why I say that Rao is not a man for the job because he's not a meal-type manager because that's <coughs> not the whole structure of the club on, is it? You know, we right. have a couple of teams. We fucking fight for the shirt. And we, just to keep sitting back and sitting back and sitting back. Did you think he won't go forward, Pete, because he doesn't feel he's got the players to do it? Well, we haven't got the players to do it, have we? Uh, full stop. Um, I only look at the away goal, the away goalkeeper's kit when he comes off the pitch at the end of the game, and it doesn't even have to be like washed or clean because he ain't had no work to do. He ain't had no dives, no diving saves to make because we've not we've not had no shots on target or anything like that. Um, yeah, we we haven't got the players. We haven't got the. I mean, I come back years ago when we when a goalkeeper went off the pitch at Millwall, the cover the goalkeeper be covered in mud because he had a lot of work to do. Divers. We, have, we don't offer not much, do we? But like Kieran said, we're set up like the away team. We're set up like the away team. Like when Neil Harris was in charge and we played the, the better teams of the Norwiches that used to have, and we used to let them have all the possession and then we used to wait them to make that mistake and, and or get them on the counter-attack. And that's the way we've been playing for the last couple of years, as far as I'm So we're not, we're not, we go away, we've been away grounds, have we? Where we've been slaughtered, we've been, our backs have been to the wall. We can't get out of our own up. It's shots pepping on our goal. But we never, ever do that to anyone. Never. We just scrape off the odd long ball or header, last minute knockdown, goal. Nothing, no consistent pressure on teams. Nothing. Here's an interesting one because I just realised someone asked in the comments about the FA Cup. Now, we won't be doing another show until that FA Cup's game's been played. So, I've just put the draw at the bottom of the screen for those who haven't seen it. Of course, we are home to Bristol City if we win on Saturday and <coughs> we play the winners if we beat Bristol City or Sheffield United or Plymouth away. FA Cup, boys, what do you think the best plan is? Personally, I'll just see what I think. I think we should get knocked out. I understand that COVID is among us and there's not a lot of money in football, but and that could help bring a little bit of revenue in. But I think we've got so many games coming up so thick and fast that the best thing for us would be to get knocked out of the cup and, or at least play a team that would, you know, play these youngsters and see what happens. If we get knocked out, knocked out for me, it wouldn't be the end of the world. What do you think, yeah? I just think that I can, I can look at it from both ways. In one thing in my head is going, if Rowett's going to salvage him from this season, it's, to go for a cup run because like Neil Harris a couple of seasons ago, if it weren't for that cup run that year, you know, his job might've been on the line a lot earlier than it was. Um, you know, that done him a lot of favours when we got to like the quarterfinals and, you know, um, and we've done Everton that season. But 
you know, you, you look at it from one thing and you think, listen, just get the player's head focused, fully focused on the league. Or in the other thing, get a result against Bristol City on Saturday. And maybe that sparks a bit of confidence. And maybe it gives the players, you know, saying to go, right, OK, we've got a cut run. But, you know, like I said, that wins just free confidence. And, you know, like maybe if we got knocked out, that might not be good thing because like I said it worked like I said it's good things for both because if we get knocked out it's just another loss and it's a, another thing but if we win it breeds confidence and who knows we could go on touch we'll go on a little run. Yeah. Pete what do you think mate about the FA Cup? Do you think we're best off getting not sure someone said we can't win wins breeds wins breeds confidence doesn't it right um listen if we lose we lose but if we win it adds a bit more confidence to the team. Yes I agree Playing blood in a few youngsters, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I would rather win and, and, and see. It. Listen, it ain't like we're going to get a big away game and we're going to be able to go to it. Mm. Still there, Pete? He's frozen there, isn't he? I think he's frozen. He's freezing. <laughs> winning, winning breeds confidence, basically. So uh, to get go. through the next round, yeah. Just so that we can get the only excitement we got this season. He's sitting there watching the cup draw, right? When we get our neighbours, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? That's that's the only bit of excitement we've got. So I know that'd be a fucking nightmare if we did, because we wanted to be going to any of the games. But personally, for me, I would, you know, I play the youth players off the top of my head. I play Fielding in goal. I definitely play Pierce and um, Hayden Muller centre backs because it'd be good to, for Muller to play with Pierce. It would also be good for Cooper and Hutchinson to have a rest. Um, I'd let Romeo have a game at right back. I'd play Fergie left back. Then I'd play probably Thompson in the centre midfield. Let Williams have a game alongside Thompson. And then I'd have um, Smith up front, probably play John Daddy. Uh, no, I'd definitely have George Alexander and Nana Boateng involved, though, as well. Do you know what I mean? Some, somewhere along, mm. along the way and give a few of these players a chance because this is the perfect opportunity for Rat to give these players a chance. And if they don't do it, then go, but there you go. They're at the, you know. Yeah. They haven't done it. So. You've got, given, got to get given a chance, but like I said, because they're, they're not being sent out on loan to prove themselves. So if there's any chance to prove themselves, it'd be in the cup, surely. Yeah, yeah. All right, oh, Pete's back in because we're gonna gonna um. Well, you back in, Pete? Yeah. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Sparky says COVID will put pay to this season. Well, I hope that doesn't happen. Right, boys, we're gonna end it there now, yeah, because obviously it's gone beyond ten o'clock. Because uh, there was yep. a few mix-ups yeah. starting. Okay, I'm just gonna answer this one. Because this is a question that I'm just going to answer. Then he got angry. And funny enough, I was at the 23s yesterday, getting fucking absolutely soaked and freezing my bollocks off. And what people keep saying in the comments is, "Well, what, what you guess? What you got against Tyler Berry? What you got against Juni Tienza? What you got against these players? Nothing." But I don't see any of you there watching the 23s week in week out. And I've been doing it for three years. Juni Tienza, at a minute, in my opinion, unfortunately, is, is a little bit off form. He needs to go out on loan, as do, as do a lot of those 23s. And I said yesterday, right. I'm not interested in winning the under-23s league. I would rather come bottom of that under-23s league and stick a few more of the better players out on loan, like we've done with Danny McNamara, because there's a serious breakdown somewhere along the line, isn't there? We've, we're winning 18s leagues, we're winning 23s leagues, but hardly any players make it into the first team. And know, like you said about recruitment and stuff like that, hardly anyone's making it through. So if I don't mention a Tyler Berry, if I don't mention a George Alexander, who I haven't mentioned in a long time, and I know personally, if I don't mention Junior Tienza, it's because you know that they, you know they're not at, the, at their best at the minute in the twenty threes, and they could do by going out and, and getting some loan. Mm. 
some long time. Sean O'Brien, and people ask about Sean O'Brien. Uh, Sean O'Brien is he's been very good scoring goals lately, but again. I wouldn't want to throw any youngsters into this shit show. Would you, boys? I wouldn't mind in a cup in the league. I think it's a big risk to them personally as well, not just the team. It's almost unfair, isn't it? Like, <laughs> um, but at the same time, I think if it gives them a chance to prove themselves, and, and if it's not, and you know, if what we've got at the minute ain't working, then it's almost like why wouldn't you give them a chance? But I don't think that if any of the youth players were any were at that level, they'd be in the squad already anyway. So. Mm. Um, I really like Nana Boateng over Abdul Malik. Abdul Malik's good, but Abdul Malik can't even get on the on the pitch for the twenty threes at the minute. So that tells you where he's at. Very young, very talented, great movement. But Nana Boateng's going to be ready before Abdul Malik is, in my opinion. Um, yeah. So, all right, okay. Well, listen, we're going to end it there. Yeah. Uh, so good. Good show again, boys. Thanks. The, the last man standing, you're your winner. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> gone. We had a, a few issues tonight, but. Uh, appreciate everyone bearing with us. Um, and thanks very much for watching. Kieran, on a final note, one word, row it in or out right now. Why are you doing this to me? Um, anyone left? <laughs> I know, but... Listen, if, we I, more, if we lose listen, tomorrow... Right, in my opinion, he's got one more chance. I'm giving him one more chance. I'm, so I'm, I'm writing. I'm writing. Go on. All right, everyone, thanks for watching. Thanks for the donations. There's a, there's a conflicting interest. Of course, see you tomorrow. I'll be back tomorrow for a... Let's have a look. Ronald Lowe in. Sparky out. Sam McFarlane out. 442 out. Mad Mike out. Yes. Um, it's, it's, it's leaning more towards the out now, isn't it? The boy out. Ross Howard in. I don't in. know why I'm giving this geezer so many chances. Like, You all want it to go right, but unfortunately... I personally think it can't be safe. So let's let's no, think more about giving someone chances and giving the club the fucking opportunity to stand in division. James Jenkins in, out. Sounds like a song, didn't it? Steve Lee's out. Alfred Lawson out. Alexander Kinney in. Haggis in for now. Harris can jog on. Ben the Beaver in. Oliver Smallwin. Right, we're going to end it there. I'll be back tomorrow. Seven o'clock kickoff. Half past six for a live stream. Heads could roll tomorrow if we don't get a result. Please subscribe to Lions TV. See you tomorrow. Cheers, Kieran. Nice one, Dan. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 